Hello, I'm Fiona Sheehan, editor of the Irish Independent, and this is the Front Bench Podcast, with Bertie Ahern, Nora Owen and Pat Rabbit, a post-election special edition. So the votes are still being counted. Most of the seats are, are being allocated. Uh, counts are still going on in a number of different locations and may well do for the rest of the week. And But after that, there'll be the uneasy business of forming the next government. However, there's a new political landscape out there with it splintering and fracturing, so it's going to be a difficult and quite lengthy scenario being played out. Listen in to Bertie, Nora and Pat as they give their views on water charges, when the next election will be, uh, passing the budget, the vagaries of democracy and the uncharted waters that we are now in as a nation. Pat Rabbit, the fallout from what has been a, a seismic general election by any, uh, by any stretch of the imagination, Labour's demise, I'm tempted to ask where did it all go wrong, but, but where can it all go right from here? I mean, is there, is there a comeback from a, an election like this? Well, uh, Labour has certainly taken a terrible hammering. Um, there's no disputing that it's worse than 1987. The vote return was similar in 87, but the seats harvest was better. Um, uh, you know, you really need to take your courage in your hands now if you want to go into government in this country, uh, judging from the last uh, decade. Um there's nothing for it, I think, but uh, for the party to hold its nerve. Uh, you know, I hear all this puffing of the smaller parties and how well they have done. And I woke up on uh, Saturday to hear that uh, the Social Democrats, for example, would have seven deputies and speaking rights and do the devil and all. Uh, Social Democrats, as I see it, is, a, is a, a flag of convenience for three deputies to come together to get a lot of attention during the campaign, and the three of them would have probably, in all certainty, been elected as independents. The, the Social Democratic Party in Ireland is Labour. It's in the mainstream of European social democracy. It has branches in every uh, county in Ireland, some much stronger and more functioning than others. It has a raft of young um, uh, former TDs, it has a raft of former councillors, it has a network of councillors, and it just simply has to build again. Um, and, uh, you know, there is no other way out. Uh, have a look at what happened Fine Gael in 2002. Have a look at what happened uh, Fianna Fáil in 2011. So if the party holds its nerve and uh, if, uh, you know, the, there's a leader in place who is capable of inspiring the organisation. Um, I, I, I have no doubt but that it'll bounce back. I mean, people will get tired soon of the manifest lunacy that is the politics of the ultra-left. Um, you know, it, it is purely destructive. Uh, it certainly does give a voice to those who are angry in our society. And I think uh, everybody, and especially the government, uh, misjudged and underestimated the uh, anger that is out there um, as a legacy of the of the crash. So, so two points out of that then. Who is the person to lead this um, return of, of the Labour Party? Is it is it Mr Kelly? Is it Mr Howland? OK, we're, we're, we're expecting today on a rear done would get elected as well. Is it is it one of those three... Uh, is it somebody who has lost their seat and perhaps gets into the Shannon and leads it from there? Who? 
Uh, I don't know, uh, and and the parliamentary party will have the main say in that before it goes to the membership for a vote. I mean, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I think the sensible thing would probably be to jump a generation, um, although it may well be that if we're confronting another election in 9 to 18 months, mm-hmm. that it might be best to have the likes of Brendan Howland, uh, you know, lead that interim arrangement. Uh you know, because it is more likely today, but one shouldn't rush to conclusions, it is more likely today that there will be an election, uh, you know, within 18 months, uh, in my opinion. So you think uh, Brendan Howland, so? Um, as I say, that, that that's just uh, an opinion uh, I have in the sense that I suspect that the party... Uh, you know, might have to do its analysis fairly quickly and get on with it because we could be confronting another election uh, in 2016, but certainly in 2017, I think. And what about, uh, you, you speak of that, that the anger that is out there. Do you think in hindsight was water charges just, did that become the perfect storm, became the manifestation of all of that anger? And Yeah, I, I mean, someday <laughs> what happened at Cabinet... <laughs> On that issue will come out, no doubt. This being Ireland, uh, You're not going to tell us now. Though, like, I go on. I, I go mean, on. I mean, it is remarkable. It is remarkable that uh, if there are two people living in the house and they get a water charges bill for 160 euro, and they get a grant from the Department of Social Protection for 100, that after all we have suffered in the last eight years, that 60 euros on water is the uh, cause of contention. But it was the straw that broke the camel's back. Um, you know, it's become a, it, it's become totemic for austerity and for the additional charges and taxes and so on. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's no doubt uh, the uh, hard left used it mercilessly against the Labour Party. They weren't interested in attacking Fianna Fáil or Fine Gael. They went after the Labour Party yeah. in, in classic tradition. People that don't understand uh, ideological left politics don't understand uh, the Trotskyist uh, 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 stream mm-hmm. in, in left politics. And, uh, you know, uh, you can have Finian McGrath and uh, John Halligan cooperating with Shane Ross. But you won't have Paul Murphy and Richard Boyd Barris and, and Ruth Coppinger and uh, etc., uh, you, you know, they have a, a particular bent on politics. It's not about going into government. It's not about coming up with solutions. It's not about being constructive. It, it, it is, the, the kindest thing you can say about it is that it is to give expression to people who feel they have no stake in society and they lash out uh, against the parties. And there is an anti-party political mood mm-hmm. there. I mean, you would have expected Sinn Féin for example, to do immensely better than they did at 13.8%. That's very disappointing. Um, You know, because whatever else you might say about Sinn Féin or whatever you might think or fear, they are a disciplined political party. With an organisation, with a structure, with candidates that are... Absolutely. And they got less than 4% of an increase. Yeah. So one in six of the votes on offer, when you, you think that's a, that's a poor return? It's a poor return. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, just just going back to Pat, uh, Pat's comments about water, water became a sort of catalyst around which 
protest movement could be built. By the time the marches were in full flight, there were people there because they were lying on a hospital bed or because their child didn't get into their favourite school or something happened. So it just brought together, it kind of, it was like, I did science as a, as a degree and it kind of was like making a crystal. It just sort of suddenly all clumped together and you got the, okay, the protest okay, movement. That certainly hit the Labour Party hard. Yes, what, it did. What's Fine Gael's excuse here? I mean, that that is, by any standards, an appallingly poor result. For yeah, Fine well, Gales I was just looking weekend. back. In 1987, we lost 19 seats. In, yeah. ni- in 2002, when I lost, we lost 23 mm. seats. Um, technically, we're losing 18 this time, but in fact, having gone in with 76, we're yeah. losing even more. Mm. So no no way you can gloss it over. It is a bad election for okay. Fine Gael. So end the stay or go? Well, my, my I'm on the, I think this formation happening around the political, the people I talk to that have are members of the party and that. And my sense is that the Fine Gael Labour platform was the platform that went to the public and they rejected it. And I feel the onus is on all the other parties who were not rejected, Fianna Fáil, I heard Barry Cowan saying today, we won the election. Well, if they won the election, let them go off and start negotiating mm. with all the other people who say they won. Boyd Barrett and all these, they say they won as well. And that was the people's voice. My sense is that Fine Gael and Labour has to anyway, should pull back and let people who feel they won the election. That's mm-hmm. what the public has said. They were offered a platform from Fine Gael and Labour and they said, no, thank you very much for all sorts of reasons. The the water charges and that, but and also the, big the one Fine, Gael, Le- Fine Gael ca- campaign so was give, not Give good. me the, the top top issue you believe that, that broke the, the, the Fine Gael uh, I think when, when they got into, first of all, promises. Mm-hmm. Having, you know, there was no need to be promising as much as they were promising in this election. In right. this election, um, they had a good reputation and a good record that they had lifted the country out of the morass they were in. Not everybody had hit the recovery. So things like fiscal space, mm-hmm. arguments about how much they were going to save, getting the figures wrong, they were unnecessary own goals to create at the beginning. I was out canvassing in a big shopping centre in our area, the pavilions, say one week after the start of the election and people were very friendly. I saw the change in about four days. I went back again and when as soon as I said Fine Gael, people said, no, thank you. They were about to take it because yeah. they knew me. They were about to take it. And when I said Fine Gael, mm-hmm. no, they passed on. So there was a kind of sea change halfway through. The economy began to, wasn't really the issue they wanted to hear about. They knew the two parties had done well in mm-hmm. government and they wanted to hear now what was ahead for the health service, what was ahead for the school service, what was ahead for the, you know, the water. I don't think the water thing actually lost Fine Gael any votes. Right. I think the people who paid their water charges had paid it okay. and they'd be very angry if it's abolished now and they don't get their money back. So That's in, another in, issue. In the, in the, so you, actually, so no, you now think that if they were to abolish water charges from, from here on that that would come back and there would be a backlash against Fine Gael I for think that. they would from Fine Gael voters because yeah. they have paid their charges, men, many of them. Mm-hmm. And I always found, and Bertie and Pat might have found this, when there were other charges brought in, when you went around the doors, it wasn't that the charges were there. It was because their bloody neighbour down the road with the two cars was boasting that they weren't going to pay it and they were paying it. So there was that kind of tension there all the time. I think that if there was a, a quick election, I agree with Pat, I think we probably won't have an election this year. Yeah. But I, I, 
I would say to me, Hall Martin, and I have no right to say it to him, look, if they think they won the election, they didn't have a great election. Mm. They've had a very good election compared to 2011, but it's one of their worst elections. I think it's their second worst mm-hmm. election since the foundation of the day. So there's no point in them gloating yeah. either. But they did have a good election. They lost six or seven seats. They could have won if they had looked at their tickets better. Okay. And they'd now be in the ascendancy. With regard to Fine Gael, Enda Kenny, as long as he's negotiating and looking for government, there's no leadership uh, issue. Yeah. Because the parliamentary party rules are that if you're not going into government, the leader has to put themselves forward mm-hmm. for re-election. So that is off the agenda. Enda for the yeah. moment as long as Enda is trying to find a thing. Of course he can't completely sit back but you know let the other crowd Sinn Féin won if they say they won all those seats let them put their money where their mouth is. But, put them but, but is Enda Kenny the only one to blame in the Fine Gael campaign do you No think? I wouldn't really think so. It, it was a combination of maybe preparing too much and maybe mm-hmm. being ready for November and then not realising that by the time February election came, things had changed again. And, 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 they, sh- and they didn't, re- I had nothing yeah. to do with the internal organisation. Yeah. But somewhere along the line, they must have been getting the message that people were, were kind of, um, yes, pat on the back, you did yeah. good for the state, but move on, folks, okay. move on. So, Bertie Hearn, Fianna Fáil won the election? Yeah, I think they did. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just mention one one thing that Pat said first reminded me of the 1992 budget. Um, I brought in the residential property tax. Um, it was on a scale basis to go in for a number of years and we were to get six million in um, into the exchequer. And um, I was hammered left, right and centre. The business post gave burn. All they kicked me around the place for ages. But in that same budget, um, I'd put 10 or whatever it was in those days, a currency on, on um, uh, wine, on the, the excess of wine. We got in 18 million uh, and nobody even ever mentioned it to me. So, you know, there are ways you can you can do it. Uh, I used to say, why, why did I ever listen to, to the people who told me to do it? But, you know, Fianna Fáil did remarkably well. Uh, I think better than they thought. Uh, I didn't hear anybody in the party telling me they get 44 seats. Um, for Fianna Fáil to get the, the same vote as they got the last time, I think we said this here a few weeks ago, and to get the, the automatic bounce that they you normally get on the transfer, they should have got 29 seats. So 29 seats. So everything after that was a, an increase. So, And they got 44, which was extraordinarily well. Funny in the border counties, where I would have lost a few euro if I had been betting um, to get two in Cavan Monaghan to do so well in Sligo, Leitrim, to get two in Donegal, um, all along the border regions where you would have expected Sinn Féin to be cleaning up if we're listening to all the things that were being said beforehand. Um, that didn't happen. So, and, you know, I'm sure the figure people, the constituencies committee, who, who I spent about 25 years of my life uh, chaired in those meetings, um, but I'm sure they look back and, and see the six or seven that they lost. Now, I... Yeah haven't spent my lifetime analysing the figures in the last few days, but I can I can see the six that if you had an extra candidate, there were certainly six that I, you can rattle off the top of your head, and I think you all have in the last few days. Um, so there, were, there, there would have been on 50 plus. And bad vote management, do you think that comes down to the, well, you the, see the, the, the party over over performing on the day and not realising it? In you're not realising it in advance. You see, the trouble, the trouble with the modern game is that you, you make the decisions months ahead. Mm. Um, 
And uh, there's a good side of that in that you can counteract um, the parties who are out canvassing all the time on the ground. The old days, you made a decision with the convention. When the election was called, uh, the convention was called within 48 hours. That was the old way. The benefit, if, if Fianna Fáil had it on that this time, they would have been touching on the Fianna Gael seat. But, you know, I have to say I was a supporter of doing it the other way, um, simply because you had, you know, you know the pseudo-lefts um, coming in and, and working in your constituency and bringing in full-time staff yeah. working on constituency basis. So you were forced to, to make the moves I, I uh, just early wonder, on. I just wonder, Bertie, if that's correct. About if they had left the conventions until the traditional uh, old way of... 48 hours before. And the reason uh, the reason I, I, I just question it relates to what Nora said about the campaign having been some 10 days underway before the, we noticed the slippage. For example, the Fianna Fáil people I know did not know for the first uh, 10 days, two weeks. It, it, it dawned on them halfway through, Jesus, we could do better in this than we think. Yeah. And certainly I could feel... It's slipping away. And Nora's after saying that she felt the same thing about her party. And, you know, I would have been surprised, but it appears that the public debates had impact. Uh, We know the viewership was very, very high, but it looks like uh, that it had an impact um, I think there's no, no, I, I, I'm only saying that because you made a decision, you know, maybe a year out uh, that your chances of then coming back and saying we're going to run to. I, I think if you were looking at it, uh, maybe at the very start or even when, OK, Fianna Fáil were still only on 20 or 19 and 20. Mm-hmm. And I, was there, I, I take that point. But you, you would have definitely ended up running to in in. Um, in Limerick, you'd definitely have put somebody else in in Leash. Uh, if the, the lady pulled out, and, and you would have put somebody else in in, in there. Um, in Dublin Northwest, they, they threw away the seat. If they had had a second candidate in, down in my own end or on Condra, they definitely would, would you know with a few hundred votes would have made it. And we're, there's another, but they didn't see. But I think we said it here for some weeks back. Now, if somebody was to pay it back. Uh, in, in fairness to, to, to this front bench group, <laughs> um, we, we did say, listen, the, the message of the recovery uh, it was not working. Uh, and that became very clear, I think, on the first weekend. Uh, where I started listening to party activists coming back and saying, you know, this, 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 this. And I don't think they copped it beforehand uh, they, when they went out for the first three or four days. But that first weekend, people were saying, keep the recovery going. Is not going to work. We've had that discussion here, and I think we we all all agree to that. But listen, for if if you had a said to me, Hall Martin, at Christmas, uh, you're going to be on 34, 35 seats. I think he would have been very happy. The fact he's on 44, I think 44. I don't think to go 45, but 44, be immensely happy. Uh, he's in a very strong position now. Um, but very strong positions brings you all of the uh, the problems and responsibilities. What, so, what are the problems that you know? Has? Um, he, well, he has a the I don't know. I think I always follow the old rule that whoever in the most seats starts the process. So, I, I do think there's a responsibility um, on Michal Martin as well. I think he, he he has to over the next few weeks, and there is time because of the way Patrick's Day and Easter falls, more time than you normally would get. But he has time to to, to start looking at the two issues. He, he is 
and has been for a long time on about the all reform side of it. That's just one part of it, and to see what you can do in that. And I don't think anyone will disagree with all of that. It's, it's, the t- times have changed, and committees need to be stronger and all of that issue. But he, I think that's it'll be grand for the next few weeks, and if they can work something out in that and elect a count call you. But it'll still come down um, what, what happens. And the, the, the questions are fairly stark. The questions are, can you make a majority, um, John Bruton last night, and I don't disagree with him, um, which is his contention is this, that the the most stable government uh, is a government that has a clear mandate and majority to, to go on for a number of years. That's what he states. The difficulty about that is that both parties categorically said uh, endless times, and were asked too many times, but were asked mm-hmm. that they just would not would not do it, and um, that filters down to your organisation. And your organisation said, and were asked this question time and time again at the doors. I was talking to Fianna Fáil activists, and they told me all over the place there would be asked that question. Now, they and that same I'm sure happened all over the country, and sure happened to Fianna Norris people mm. as well, but. They now say, well, we might have to go back to these doors again um, before Christmas, or in, I agree with Pat, I think more likely in 2017. But I, isn't that, I, I, isn't I, that the problem, though? So, so they, they, they you're very hard, like, it won't be Hall Martin or the 44 people that were elected will be knocking at all the yeah. doors. It's the thousands of people who gave up time and leave at their holidays to knock at all the but doors. But they won't be so, making the decision. But you're fighting the next election already. I know you always do that. Yeah, That's well, the nature of politics. Well, 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 but but well, before yeah. we even have a government formed, people are now looking ahead. To well, the next you, well, you know, trying to predict what will happen. You, you know what? You know what? Sean Lamas uh, said. You know, you, the, the election starts uh, the, the night yeah. the count ends, and um, you know he, he's he's right. He's right. Like if if, if if there was no more elections ever, mm-hmm. if there was never another election, ever. If we were doing away with democratic politics, mm. I could tell you what the next government will be. Mm. But, but, but there is another election. You're not suggesting now, Bertie, that <laughs> no, we do away with Oh, I didn't say what it was. <laughs> but no, I but you're not suggesting we do away with democracy. No, that's not till the left take over. <laughs> but, it, 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 it's, it's, um, but didn't the people give us back a result? And isn't there now an onus on, on those TDs across there all parties individuals? It won't happen. The, the, the will of the people to has to be worked on. Yeah. By, by everyone that was elected. Uh, and that's the reality. Um, they all went back to will of the people was that these are the figures and they all went back to work yesterday and they, fec- they reckon their job is done and now it's up to the parties. The parties have a difficult position. I remember very, very well 1989. I, I hate to think it's so long ago because I, th- I, f- I, f- I still remember it so well. Um, I was one of the, the key people in the party a- at the time and I wrote down, I still have the sheet, uh, the six scenarios that there was. Uh, I still looked at the sheet again on so- Sunday, and we had Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, we had Fianna Fáil Labour, and we had Fianna Fáil with this one, that one, and the other one. And on the very end of it, I wrote in red, Fianna Fáil and the PDs. <laughs> and um, uh, the senior people in the party said, well, you're young, uh, you go out and talk to Charlie and convince him of that. Uh, I-, I went out um, for a very short visit, 
uh, to Charlie to explain to him that this was not just my view, but it was everybody's view. And he rang me again on the Wednesday. Uh, that was the Sunday morning. Uh, and we had a further discussion about it. So it's very hard. It, it's, and you know, that was then. This, this is more complicated, far more complicated. The doll met then a few times. I can't yes, remember right, how many remember, times. Yeah. We met him a few times. So, you know, in a few weeks' time, public opinion will also change. There will be a, a, an opinion poll in a few weeks' time um, by your paper, Finan, and you'll be writing the lead piece uh, on how uh, the public opinion have changed so much in the last two weeks, amazingly. And, you know, so really, we'll, we'll see what they, they say in a few weeks' time. But mm. it, it, it's, So we're going to be into that, uh, that process, which will take a few weeks. But I still cannot see, you know, how it's going to be very stable. I said in September... Um, and it's in your paper and other papers um, uh, what my view was that we were into a period uh, of a few elections. Um, I'm still here on the first day of March in Stephen's yep. Day and I still think mm. that... But Bertie, um, uh, Fianna Fáil party have to have an Ordesh, Ordesh type of meeting. Every, every, vote, member, every um, vote member will vote. Which and is Labour, totally well, Labour won't be in, in the mix probably but, uh, but uh, I mean you could have the scenario where the Fianna Fáil members the ones that went out and knocked on the door and said absolutely no, no yeah. coalition with Fine Gael will, will be the ones who will vote at that Ardesh and Michal Martin could be handed a decision from that to say no way Jose and what does he do then? That's why I, I'd like to see more pressure. I heard Boyd Barrett talking about, you know, he was being asked if there was a policy platform. And this is another uh, scenario that's been mentioned. I think it was Alan Jukes and a few of them on the radio said, you know, if you could get some policy issues that there was agreement on, this is how the health service should be delivered. This is how, uh, you know, we should deal with the water charges, you know. When he was asked, would he then kind of agree with something like that immediately? As well, you know, da da da. The truth of it is, they don't want something to be handed to them that they might have to agree to. That's the truth of it. They but want the to people, be in opposition. As the people around this table know very well, uh, it's a question of the things that come up, uh, events. You know, what happens when the Irish Times or the Irish Independent? discovers uh, a very sad case relating to a young woman who uh, it would be believed if she had had a termination would, uh, be alive. Uh, would be alive or something like this. It happens. So therefore, even if you had an agreement on some of the issues and you won't have an agreement on any of the issues with the, with the hard left, that doesn't, but with the rest and so on, events will present themselves on which uh, the government will have to have a view and carry a position. And it, it will be difficult. I mean, when Bertie Ahern went out to Kinsley, there was a manifest dominant party and a very small party. Uh, in the circumstances now, you know, a party with just over 50 seats would find it difficult to run a minority government. I mean, a minority government has been run in this country in the past. Sean Lamas did mm. it and uh, Bertie Ahern did it. But you didn't and, have seven and, and eight so parties. But you were talking about three or four people and three or four maybe like-minded people are from the gene pool or, and, and so on. Um, if you have 51, 52 seats or something like that, it's going to be very difficult to run a government for, mm -hmm. for very long. And if you look back to the 50s and it's 40s... A it's a totally different yeah, and, but, but the, and one of the big differences is, like in the 40s when there was um, five parties or something and three and all that, 
you didn't have the huge extent, huge extent of media either. You know, mm. you didn't have the television and the radio kind of coverage that gave everybody Rapid. a chance to speak. And, yeah. and, and so it was really very much easier so for you, the parties to stay in. You don't see a reverse TALA strategy working then? Look, it, it might work for one budget. You know, right. you might be able to get agreement, but hard to see all through 2017, as Pat says, that some issue wouldn't come up. I mean, where's the agreement going to be on having this discussion about the Eighth Amendment? Where's the agreement going to be about the water charges? Fianna Fáil have made it clear they want them gone for five years. Fine Gael are saying, no, we have it in place now and it should stay in place. So straight away, you might get some agreement on that to get my, but the USC, you know, will that now be maintained? You know, it, it won't take much. I mean, Charlie Hawhey fell on, on on the people who had been given um, uh, bad blood. Uh, 150,000. Uh, you know, 150,000 people be given bad blood. Nobody could have anticipated that. And Charlie came back from Japan or somewhere and, and an election was called. So you just don't know which, which is the issue that will do it. So, you know, Bertie is right. In about two to three weeks' time, people will get tired of this constant will they, won't they, who will it be and who will it not be. And I think people like yourself, senior media people, will begin to say, look, you know the old expression, I won't use it, get off the pot, you know. And and they'll be saying, look, you got an answer from the public, do something about it and give us a government. And of course, in the meantime, um, the European markets, the money markets will all be beginning to look at ours. I think the the Spanish, like, it's not that... This is different for us, there's no doubt about it, the results of this election where you have the two... Um, great and, and big parties of since the foundation of the state um, are, are um, neck and neck or fairly close anyway um, what eight or eight seats or ten seats uh, yeah. or something of it. not even um, so that's new for us but we don't have to look very far I mean the Spanish position they've had their election before Christmas um, uh, they have their only beginning talks um, they don't really see how they can do anything other than the 2016 agreement. If, if I gather the, the news on uh, correctly, you get skimpy enough, it's nearly gone off the news, um, and they say there'll probably be election uh, ne- next Christmas or the other side of Christmas. So they're trying to get, they're trying to cobble uh, a one-year agreement. Uh, Spain is a big country, uh, admittedly. It's it's hard to see. I, I think it's good for us to try. New, like there's a lot, it, the reform package um, is a good thing for the doll, mm-hmm. and if they can get some uh, agreements on that and progress on that, but ultimately you come down to if a minority government operates for a while, I don't see why it couldn't operate for a year. Um, if, if Fianna Fáil and others. Uh, or Fianna Gael and others were propping up the Fianna Fáil system. Uh, that certainly could happen. I mean, there's only one really big, tricky event um, this year, and that's that's the budget. Uh, but that's I, the really I, tricky. You, you collapse, though, if you lose <laughs> yes, one. You can, yeah. yeah, but, but oh. you, they, 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 they would agree a budget. They, they would agree a budget. Mm-hmm. They, they, you, they would find a way for, for, for one, one budget. But, but in normally, effect, the budget would have to be written by whoever the, the big opposition bloc is. The budget in this situation is nearly be written by the finance committee, which okay. you know mm. uh, I have great regard for the finance committee when they turn up, um, but it's it, 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 it's it's not really the best place to to actually 
to a budget. Mm. Now, I'm saying things I don't really believe in, Finn, on here, so we're having a chat about What do you believe you know, in, though, yeah. Because I can't, I can't, I can't see. I, I was Minister of Finance, and it's hard, it's hard enough. I, I was in, 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 in government at that time um, with the PDs and was government with, with Labour, and I have to say the ministers were good, competent ministers, and they were, they understood my problems as Minister of Finance, and they understood their problems as line ministers, and I was able to Mm. Uh, to to get a budget together, but uh, it's 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 not easy done, uh, and if you're trying to carry parties that are fifty percent and fifty percent, and you're trying to cover it, like it, it it's in it's uncharted waters. But nobody nobody, um, and I've heard a few commentators on radio and TV in the last few days. I said, you know, just get on with it. You know, it's it's you know that that's great, you know, but but this is really hard to do. And then you get the kind of thing you know about we brought in X hundred amendments mm-hmm. and the government didn't accept them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean you can't accept amendments that are daft yeah. or contrary <laughs> to the purpose of the bill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you know We're Usually out of uh, order anyway. Yeah, yes, yeah. I, I mean uh, yes of course the budget is the is the difficult one uh, that you simply have to pass or else you can't call mm-hmm. yourself a government. But I mean take the immediate situation. Take your own front page story this morning. If Micheál Martin uh, were to give conditional support to a minority government and his first issue is the abolition of Irish water. Now, it seems to me that in the calm of the after of an election that mistakes were made in Irish water. They were predominantly government mistakes. Mm -hmm. Nobody that I have heard disputes the necessity for a single water authority. Nobody disputes the efficiency or competence or imagination of the engineers working in it who saved 70 million in the Rings Inn plant and who have 17,000 houses in Roscommon in receipt of clean water after they were buying the water for five years in the local supermarket. And uh, the taxi man who took me here this morning says the, they, were con- they contacted him yesterday to say that there's a leak outside his house but that it will take them 10 days to get to it. And he was complaining about that. Um, Understandably, perhaps, but presumably the leak has been there for as long as he's there. Mm, And uh, they are identifying the leaks. A a company like Intel needs as much water as leak slip. Mm -hmm. Uh, Companies coming in here after energy and broadband, they're looking for water. Uh, The lead pipes are a hazard to public health. Their upside of all of this is... There is a huge amount of jobs. Mm. Uh, There's a huge amount of jobs in digging out a dysfunctional system, lead pipes, 150 years old, and all the rest. So if the first demand is that we abolish it, where does that leave us? And And where does the money come from to do it? And what impact would that have on those who are holding their peace? Uh, Because they know very well that what Bertie Ahern has said that it's going to take four, six, eight weeks uh, to 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 sort this out. So the the, the markets hold their hold their uh, no. peace. But if we start making bad decisions, mm-hmm. uh, does the price of money start to rise again? And do we start to send out a signal that we're all over the shop, and the broadcast media uh, will have an array of heroines and heroes to? Uh, 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 send out a line 
to the outside world where they definitely have come to the conclusion that we're all daft. Mm. The, one, the one thing you do discover when you go into government and you get the honour and privilege of being a minister is how hard it is to make a decision that seems so simple from the opposition side. So you put out, we're going to, re- we're going to get rid of um, uh, higher rents only, you know, rent, and, and it's going to be just a simple matter. And you go in and the lawyers and the department tells you, all the reason. You decide to do something else and the department comes in and says, that's a very good idea, Minister, but you do realise in doing that, you're going to disenfranchise this section, this section, this, and the next thing, you're sitting there trying to weigh up what kind of decisions can be made that are for the good of the people. And it's one of the problems that, Pat is right, in a minority government, if you decided to get rid of the water charges, the unwinding of that... And you don't know what Europe will say to us. Where do you get the money, the unwinding of it? A lot of citizens might say, I've paid my water charges. I'm not getting any money back. I'm taking it to the High Court. And you could then have a prolonged um, action in the High Court about sort of the the fairness of having paid it and not getting your money back and all that. So whatever agreement is reached in a minority government has to be one that maybe kicks some of these issues down the road a bit. So, so and that's and that's hard to see happening. But something will have to happen. That's so the only thing I'd say. Let me, let me just get your views so yeah. on what's what's going to happen. <laughs> uh start with you, Nora. So yeah. you're saying something cobbles along for six to nine months. I maybe think gets over a budget, but then you don't you don't see much more longevity. Yeah, no, I mean because I mean I, I'm of the view that I think Fianna Fáil and all the other parties should be having much more intensive discussions, yeah. but I'm also practical enough to know that the likelihood of okay. of those groups all getting together and forming a, a So you're you're going with Finnegale minority government for a while. I would think that's probably the most likely thing, particularly as Fianna Fáil have to go to their public uh, members yeah. and say to them. So you go along, but I think we'd probably get 18 months out of it. So you could well see Enda Kenny back as Taoiseach okay. for that time. Uh, I don't know what agreement would be reached in a minority government situation vis-a-vis ministers and all yeah. that sort of thing, but they'd have to be from the bigger party, well, I there'd be one for everybody in the uh, Well, there really yeah. would at that yeah. stage with only 50 of them there. Okay. You think, uh, if, if you're saying a Fianna Gael or a Fianna Fáil minority government? Well, well, Fianna Fáil have to go out and see if they can get the numbers. Yeah. I mean, the numbers don't, if, 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 except there's some extraordinary uh, numerical line. I can't see that that happening, except Fianna Gael decided then well, to change Mike, her mind Michael, and, and, and to do it. Michael and Danny. Yeah, yeah well, that, that's uh, 30,000 votes. Matty McGrath. Um, well, there's, a, there's, a, huge, there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge, there's a huge amount of them, and uh, I've no doubt that that's what will happen. I mean, they will go out and talk. Uh, to everybody um, and I think they should talk to Labour and they, they, they should talk to everybody um, if Sinn Féin said they don't want to talk to anybody so they might change their mind but I think they should try and do that mm. but when you're finished that process um, you can only that can go on for a few weeks parallel with that the Dáil Reform the Count Corley that all has to happen fairly quick uh, so that give, gives a bit of a, a time but after Easter uh, I think a, a decision has to be made the, the risk of going after early mid-April, mm-hmm. uh, then you get into risky territory. Then you get into people abroad will look at us, and the money would the the the, the charge of the markets would creep yeah. up. I think they. So what's the most likely then? And the most likely then is some kind of a, a, a minority. It wouldn't necessarily be just be Fianna Fáil. It could be Fianna Fáil and others. I was listening to Deputy Donnelly last night. Fianna Fáil and others could be supporting mm-hmm. um, a Fine Gael a minority government. Uh, 
I haven't changed my mind since September, but will, will that last? Okay. Um, uh, it'll last for a period, I wouldn't argue, about the 18 months, uh, which is the 18 months has probably given it to the second budget. Yeah. Um, but I don't, the, the chance of that lasting uh, four years. Uh, okay. So you're saying FF, RFG, one or the other? It, 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 could, it could be FF it could be plus other parties. Yeah. It could be Social Democrats. Mm-hmm. It could be Labour. I mean, Labour have been very close. Uh, to, 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 to Fine Gael and I think they'll support end if I gather in, in, in the vote in the Dáil for Taoiseach which everyone knows all these votes in the Dáil will fail on the tent but you could have that combination supporting a minority government for a period okay. like mm-hmm. you could have Fianna Fáil you could have Social Democrats maybe Labour yeah. maybe some of those independents um, for, for a period because remember a huge amount of them regardless of what they say the last thing they want is another election, is another okay. election. that's why there won't be an election this year except some real catastrophe um, uh, and they could be supporting a, a minority that that seems the more the most likely one I think Michal Martin going to Fianna Fáil or Desh or even his own inclination um, even without going to Fianna Fáil or Desh at the moment at the moment uh, is um, some kind of a minority form, and I think he probably would prefer, if I'm reading between the lines over here, when I, I, I'm hearing people saying, they would even be happier if that was Fianna Fáil, Social Democrats, some independents, maybe, maybe not la- la- Labour. I, I think that would be the. Okay. That, that would be the. the You're saying not FFFG, full stop. I, I, just, I just, I just don't, I just don't see it. Because you uh, don't, you can't see it getting through such a. Yeah, I, I, I just don't, I, I don't think it'll get through. The, I, I don't at the moment. Hmm. Things could change, yeah. but at the moment, uh, if the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party wouldn't get through that. Okay. Mm. Pat, the, the most likely scenario? Well, I was bounced into answering a question about the first exit poll at the end of the Late Late Show on Friday night. And um, I said that I thought uh, the only prospect for a stable government was Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, or within a short time, another election. Mm. And I really haven't uh, changed my view on that. I entirely accept the nuances that, that have been put on the table here. Um, Johnny Murphy, for example, today has... Uh, uh, it would be disrespectful, I was going to say, been resurrected. Um, he, he is a... a a very uh, knowledgeable, uh, sagacious commentator who knows Leinster House and knows his history, more importantly, and he points out that everybody who is saying simplistically the obvious answer is Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil, that it's not as simple as that for historical, cultural, personality and a whole variety of uh, of issues that would be very hard to do. But I think the important thing, the important point is this, that uh, w- w- we we are here talking 48 hours, I mean, mm. the, after the, the uh, seismic no, yeah. election, the yeah. seats aren't filled, and, uh, you know, forces in society will come into play mm. as we proceed, as soon as, um, you know, everybody will be very tolerant of March the 10th not electing a government. Mm. Uh, and people will be very happy with that, uh, provided everybody, they see that everybody has their sleeves rolled up and are working at doing it. But after we fail two or three times, uh, the public mood will change and the business community in particular uh, will start to put uh, enormous pressure on what Joe Higgins calls the 
establishment parties. Mm. And um, in that situation, uh, all bets are off, I think, or else uh, we will limp along. I mean, if Fine Gael had 70 seats, I could see the minority uh, government uh, functioning. I find it very difficult to see... Uh, I, I mean, when you look at the glut of legislation nowadays, I mean, it, it, you, you know, just look at the volume of legislation that went through in 2015. Um, I find it very difficult to see how business will be done. I mean, you have demands... And yet, Pat, could I just say... Just one last sentence, just one last sentence, Nora, just one last sentence, please. There are groups springing up in society every week uh, making apparently very good cases for why don't we have a law to do such and such and why don't we refurbish the law to do such and such. As if you could go down to the local supermarket and buy a ready-made mm-hmm. bespoke piece of law. It doesn't happen that way. So, I mean, the, 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 if, if, if you were a Taoiseach with 52 deputies or 50 deputies behind you and you had to send your chief whip out uh, every time to put every little measure through the because politicians by definition are not going to stop grandstanding mm-hmm. purely because uh, we have a, an unusual configuration of parties in the house the grandstanding will go on and by god uh, leave out the the big parties uh, we have some grandstanders nowadays in parliament i mean you know well, i think you, that's the, that i i agree with pat on that how difficult it is i mean I, I remember, and I accept it was far, far easier, but I was whipping that November 82 period, which to a lot of our listeners would sound like the last, well, it was the last century, but probably <laughs> two centuries ago. But um, I was faced with, the, it was all kind of combinations of the vote, but Oliver Jay was ill in hospital, um, and um, Jim Gibbons was ill in hospital. And Jim Gibbons, for one reason or another, I don't think could come up or didn't want to come up and Oliver Jay was prepared to come up and the confidence vote in the doll was hinging uh, on, the, on this uh, it was only two of them and both men in fairness to them were very ill but were prepared or half prepared to, to come up would you imagine if I remembered with mate Ray McSharry when we had a minority of about four or five in the 82 uh, we, we were bailed out in the end I think by Michael O'Leary going on holidays or something. Mm. Like, imagine if you're trying to do that. Like, if 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 you're a minority government with fifty two or three, and there's a hundred and um, hundred and five opposite you, like you know, sometimes the public don't understand how hard that is. Now, what happened in the last of you know, was was not good, um, or what happened in seventy seven was not good, where you had too big of a majority. Mm. The doll gets slightly irrelevant. So public opinion now kind of said, oh, should they do their business in the doll? We only hear about it now and again. There was very little coverage of the doll for the last five years. You had to be a, um, somebody who was really into it to, to, to find out much about it um, uh, because the votes were 90 people. Yeah, so it was no use. So, so now we're going to go from that situation to an entirely different situation. Um, and I, I think that's where doll reform one way or the other uh, is a good thing, but Pat is right about the grandstand. I mean, they're they're very um, able people at making noise, anyway. Um, uh, on the on the left, uh, who are you know rattling the cages day in day out about this, that, and the other. 
they get a lot of air time and, and they seem to get get the news when they're in the in the doll um far more than the, the other hundred. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that 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 puts ferocious pressure on because if the public just see these few bits every day so I think we're, we're, we're in unprecedented and uncharted waters and it needs a few very imaginative solutions. If those imaginative solutions don't work, um, another election mm. in the but medium term is inevitable. Well, we have to remember that a fair amount of legislation goes through under the bar and that it's just passed. And, right, right, and yeah. that. So, so, but what a minority government would, would suffer from as well of all the other things is that they could only bring in very bland kind of changes of legislation that would pass the muster. Uh, now, we ha- we can't forget that the courts also at times overturn legislation yep. at a w- in a way that we haven't anticipated many times. But Nora, and suddenly uh, uh, it comes back into the doll. Now you're in trouble and that could just bring the government Imagine, Nora, down. in our adversarial system yeah. uh, that, you know, some kind of a public controversy occurs and you have a Taoiseach with 50 deputies behind yeah. him. Uh, and a hundred deputies on the other side of the house. Now, how many of that hundred will get up on the morning and say, "Oh, I support the Taoiseach. This is a sensible approach." Uh, you, you know, um, you you have a flooding disaster. I I saw uh, two Sinn Fein deputies on successive nights uh, on RTE, one on prime time and one on Clare Burn. But don't hold me to that. But the programs were sequential, two nights. One related to the accident on the M50 and how it was clogging up Mm. and the Sinn Féin deputy committed to the extra billion that would be necessary to make the M50 fit for purpose. The following night, the debate, and I think it was Clareburne, was about the flooding and the Sinn Féin deputy committed to God knows how many billions (laughs) to drain the Shannon and do all the other things that needs to protect uh, and the, probably got a big clap. The flooded houses, like, yeah. and he got great support, mm. and so on. So, uh, you, you know, w- things happen. We do have floods. Uh, you know, a bridge is swept away in southwest Cork, and, you know, can you imagine if a bridge is swept away in Kilgarvan? Yeah. Uh, and so on. So, you know, yeah, we can hobble along. It could be a more likely one, Pat, if the, if the UK vote no. No, yes. Well, we hadn't even touched then, that, yeah. Mm. That's the big one. Battle, that that yeah. could come very That's early in the life of a new doll, yeah. whatever formation. That's yeah. one of the big ones. So yes. we're looking at, we're, we're all pretty much agreeing on one thing. We're going to have a general election within yeah. 6, 12, 18 months. Well, I gather from my taxi driver that uh, coming in today, we, we all come in with the story mm. that apparently Sinn Féin sent word around, whether by email or otherwise, to all their candidates two days before the election and said, make sure you take your posters down and store them safely for the next election, uh, which might be very soon. You know, in other words, I, I yep. he didn't add that, Not I'm already. adding that. But like, that's what people are doing yeah. now as the posters are coming down, garages are being filled up with mm. them. And, um, you know, that's the way it will be. And, uh, you know, it's 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 a tough time. And we also have to remember all the people who've lost their seat. As as one who lost my seat twice, it's it's a very tough time. And I just say to them, there is another life. Okay. There is life <laughs> and beyond. <laughs> Including to you, Fiona. <laughs> and on that note, uh, I, my thanks to the front bench for joining me over the, the last couple of weeks. Uh, it's been extremely enlightening to have your, your views set out. And we'll see you back here for general election 16, <laughs> 17 or 18, whatever the case may be. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>